0: This is The Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News.
1: Alabama. Alabama. Our great state.
0: The voice of Alabama values. Alabama, unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice.
2: Well, last week, an advisory committee within the Center for Disease Control voted unanimously to incorporate the COVID-19 vaccine as part of a required immunization schedule for children ages 5 and up. This immunization requirement determines if a student can attend a public school in some states. However, in Alabama, the state legislature voted last year and passed legislation that would prohibit the COVID-19 vaccine from being forced upon children as part of school immunization requirements. 1819's editorial writer Stephanie Holden-Smith, who is also director of the Thatcher Coalition, Recently spoke with radio host Joey Clark on 93.1 out of Montgomery. The two discussed the conflict of interest that is among those who are on the CDC advisory board.
0: Uh, just to underline how awful this whole bureaucracy and, and I would say predatory system is, uh, There's a lot of conflict of interest for the folks at the CDC who approve this, right, along with the pharmaceutical companies
1: there are board members who voted on this and a multitude of board members actually reported conflicts of interest, meaning they're being paid um, for either COVID-related information or non-COVID-related information by Pfizer, by the National Institute, Institute of Health, by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And they actually reported those conflicts of interest but then were able to still stay seated at the board and make the make this vote. Corruption doesn't really isn't really reserved only to elected officials. Um, there is corruption deep within the deep state. And that's in the state of Alabama and in the federal government.
2: Holden Smith also talked about the fact that Alabama is the only state that has their state health officer appointed to that position. Dr. Scott Harris is not even appointed by the governor as part of the governor's cabinet, but rather is appointed by members of the Alabama Medical Association.
1: We have an unelected, completely unaccountable state health officer that is appointed by a lobbying group that doesn't even represent all the physicians in the entire state. And we have no accountability toward a state health officer.
2: Well, it's now legally official. A federal judge has quashed the subpoena that was issued by the U.S. Department of Justice against the Eagle Form of Alabama. That subpoena was first filed back in September of this year and involved a wide range of demands from the DOJ regarding recent legislation that prohibits transgender hormones or surgeries for minors. Alabama Eagle Forum had a part in seeking this legislative action, but ultimately it was the state lawmakers and the governor who made the bill become law. Eagle Forum director Becky Gerritsen says the DOJ had 11 categories of information they wanted from the conservative group dating back years and including lots of emails and communications. Judge Lyle Burke determined that the subpoena and requested information was immaterial to the DOJ if That department is seeking to prove that the VCAP bill is unconstitutional under the 14th Amendment. Burke writes in his opinion that the subpoena exceeds the scope of discovery. Police in the town of Loxley are searching for a male suspect who is accused of posing as a police officer in order to gain entry into a home and then sexually assault the female occupant. The victim told police that the attack occurred on October 20th and described the attacker as a white man in his mid-40s with dark hair that is cut high and tight. The suspect also had a stud earring in his right lobe and a fish tattoo on his lower left forearm. The victim says that the man knocked on the door yelling out the words police, and then once he gained entry when the victim opened the door, he used a club to subdue her. Police are asking anyone with information to call them. A 10-year-old girl in Saraland is recovering from her second major brain surgery in two years. Tynla Kitchen has a condition known as Rasmussen's encephalitis in her brain. This causes ongoing seizures. Last Thursday, Kitchen had surgery that removed the entire left side of her brain in order to stop those damaging seizures. Sonia Kitchen is the girl's mother and has reported to WKRG that the surgery did go without a hitch and that they will be doing a test of her daughter's motor skills after she's fully awake. Sonia also said that she did see a slight movement of the girl's right arm, which is the side that's affected by the left side of the brain, and she's also reporting that her daughter even spoke a few words. Mom says her 10-year-old daughter loves ballet and is hoping to get back to dancing in the future. We do too, Tanya. We do too. What will be the reception of conservative commentator, Matt Walsh, when he arrives in Tuscaloosa this Thursday to speak at the University of Alabama. Walsh took his what is a woman tour to the campus of the University of Wisconsin this past Tuesday. He talks about that welcome on a video that he released on Rumble.
0: Leftist students and faculty were losing their minds over the prospect of my physical presence on campus. They filed a bias incident report, they tore down flyers, they set up safe spaces, they graffitied all over the campus. Uh, including vandalizing a veterans memorial. When I finally arrived on campus yesterday, over 300 protesters, apparently was the number, gathered outside. Uh, many tried to rush inside the building. Some made it in. Some were stopped. They rushed into the screening of the film. They tried to disrupt it. Uh, I'm told that one of the protesters literally vomited in, like out of rage. A, an actual scene from The Exorcist played out.
2: Walsh also says that he will continue to speak despite the hysterics and ongoing death threats against him. And here is why.
0: It's not merely about silencing conservative voices. It's not about squashing debate or discussion. It is all of that. But more importantly, it's about driving truth, even the most basic truths, especially the most basic truths, out of college campuses, out of all of our institutions, um, out of the public square, off of social media, off of all the platforms, and off into exile. Their goal is to build a society apart from truth, where they can make their own, their own truth and live in their relativistic utopia, one in which everything revolves around the self and around the ego. But we've seen how this utopia works. Specifically, we've seen that it doesn't. It doesn't work. A civilization grounded in relativism is not grounded at all. It is weak and unstable. It will collapse, and it will take everything down with it, including democracy. That's what's at stake here.
2: For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden reveals that the plan among his administration as well as big pharmaceutical companies is to continue the COVID-19 vaccine shots and boosters to the point that Americans are getting one every single year, like the flu shot.
0: For Americans over five years of age who are fully vaccinated, our nation's health experts recommend that they get the updated COVID vaccine once a year.
2: In the state of New York, there has been a legal victory for conservative plaintiffs when it comes to election integrity and mail-in voting. The New York state judge has ruled that allowing New Yorkers to vote by absentee ballot for fear of the COVID-19 virus is unconstitutional. The judge then ordered boards of elections in counties in that state to stop counting the absentee ballots that have been received so far and instead reserve them for counting after Election Day when this whole legal issue of same-day voting is settled. Judge Diane Freestone says that the Democrat-controlled legislature is continuing to expand the absentee ballot provisions beyond what is written in state election law and are perpetuating an ongoing health emergency in order to do so. Just last year, New York voters rejected a constitutional amendment that was proposed. It would have allowed for no-excuse absentee voting throughout the state. Also happening in New York, the state Supreme Court ruled that New York City cannot fire its employees for not getting the COVID-19 vaccine. That same court also ordered Democratic Mayor Eric Adams to reinstate all fired employees and give them back pay for the time that they were out of work for refusing the shot. That number roughly stands at 1,400 workers. The court cited the now indisputable fact that the vaccine does not stop its recipient from either catching the virus or spreading it to another person. The state Supreme Court determined that there's no community-wide benefit that would merit such a health mandate to city employees and said that the New York Health Commissioner acted beyond his authority. Over in Arizona, Governor Doug Ducey has now backed up his words of defiance against the Biden administration with a lawsuit. Ducey is refusing to remove the temporary barriers he had placed at the gaps within the U.S.-Mexico border wall. Ducey used old rail cars stacked on top of each other to create a makeshift barrier. The Department of Interior promptly ordered Ducey to remove those temporary rail cars in order for the federal government to re- to fill in those gaps with other temporary barriers. The governor has refused to back down. Ducey says his state is being overrun with illegal immigrants, and it's all a result of the Biden administration failing to do their job and secure the border. Ducey says the lawsuit is to protect Arizonians and preserve what security measures have already been taken by that state. Former Secretary of Defense under the Obama administration, Ash Carter, has died. Carter was 68 years old. His family says the death was a cardiac event. Carter was part of the Obama administration for the last two years of it. He was the Secretary of Defense who removed any policy prohibiting transgender troops from serving in the military. Donald Trump would later reverse that policy. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow, and I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our
1: great state. Alabama. Of
0: Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.